Well, it's good, everyone. It is Friday, March 5th, 2021. And welcome back to Two and a Half Hoopers, Nikola Pekovic's favorite basketball podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Loon. With me, I have George Martin. Uh, I, I knew who he was going to say because I recommended it, but what's up, everyone? And uh, Josh Nowakowski of J Sports Podcast. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Always love being on the pod. A little late, called called you in, a little 911 emergency call, but oh. you're here. And I, I, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. A little late night foodie call, as the great I, Billy Mac says. I'm oh, hey, I'm always that late night you up text, bro. You already know. Well, if anything, Josh Nowakowski is a snack, that's for sure. To everyone listening, we're happy to have you all. And also remember to check us out on YouTube if you haven't. We're back to posting again. Uh, don't know what the thumbnail will be because we don't make one, but it'll be one of <laughs> our faces. Um, 33% chance. On Sunday, September week. Oh, on tonight's episode, we're going to be catching guys up to speed on the games that went down the last couple of days. We'll see what our social media guru, George, has found for us to more than VN News. And then we're going to break down our uh, all-underrated team, uh, point guard through center. Uh, I'm going to hear from both these guys, and I'll give my own, so that'll be some fun, too. Uh, but first, if you like what you make sure to follow socials, all at TH Hoopers. Uh, go find us on Instagram and Twitter and drop some comments and questions. And if you do, you'll get a shout-out on the next show. Uh, last post, we got a comment from at IG Refs asking the question, dope content, follow us. <laughs> Uh, so at IG refs, I don't know what to say to that, but if you comment <laughs> bananas under our next post, proving you listen, here, ah. you'll, you'll get a shout out. You'll get a follow up. I'll Venmo you 20 bucks. If you comment bananas, hey, 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 yo, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. So coming we'll out of, coming out of that BR money, huh? That BR money. Josh, Josh knows how it be. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that, go ahead and follow us again at TH Troopers. If you comment, I won't be as angry as I was there, but I'm pretty sure it was spammed from IG refs. That's not, I'm not saying their full names. So they don't get clout from it, but uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, starting with Wednesday, March 3rd, Pistons blew out a Raptors team missing three of their starters and almost all the coaching staff, 129, 105 in Tampa. Uh, not a lot of defense was played, as obvious by the 43 to 37 end of the first quarter. Uh, but the Pistons were without Jeremy Grant in this one, so it was impressive to see them hit that 125 final score benchmark. Uh, for the Pistons, three players scored over 20. Six players scored in double fifth, set a triple-double, and Dennis Smith Jr. and Mason Plumlee. Uh, for the Raps, they were depleted, but Norm Powell still had 36 in the L. Uh, Pacers found as TJ McConnell was six rebounds away from a quad dub, putting up 16, 13, and 10 steals. Uh, Brogdon helped out with 29 points on great shooting, and the Pacers won this one in the fourth, going on a 32-21 to 21 run. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Cavs, their winning streak came to an end due to their 25 turnovers, 18 of which were from steals. Damn you, TJ McConnell. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Sexton at 32 in 43 minutes in the L. The, uh, Tom Thibodeau gets to the credit for pl- working his players to the ground. The, this this Cavs team between, like, Okoro and Sexland are getting drilled into the ground, which is why <laughs> well, I think Larry Nancy Jr. got hurt. I mean, yeah, they are. J.B. Bickerstaff got them running down, but they've been hurt, so mm. they've had to rely on that main core of, like, six, seven guys for a while. Yeah, luckily they're young, but yeah, they're not playing drum and they're not playing Kevin Love. I don't know why they're not playing. They can't trade Kevin Love, so I don't know why they're not playing him. But uh, rumor is they're trying to move him, but everybody knows that contract's horrible, so I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see. And like, there's no no one wants Kevin Love. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like he's a cool guy, but like his skill set doesn't fit this NBA anymore of being that bad on defense. Um. Moving on, uh, five extra minutes and Donovan Mitchell ejection led to a 123-131 Sixers W against the Jazz. I'll name some of the stats and let y'all handle the extracurriculars. Uh, Embiid had 40 and 16, and Toby Harris had a 22-point double-double in his return. Uh, for the Jazz, Mitchell shot 30, uh, had 32, but shot 12 of 34 from the field, and like I mentioned, was ejected by the referees. Uh, what did y'all see from this one? Great game all around. I want to hear about the game first, then we'll talk uh, some referee slander after that. All right, so I'll, I'll start with Josh. 
uh yeah i got i got to watch a good amount of this game um I think we can take Gobert out of this defensive player of the year award uh, situation because it is Embiid. It is Embiid. No, it yeah. is Embiid. But I mean, I don't know. He got he got bodied all game by Embiid. Bullied him all game. Yeah. Um, Embiid, great game. And then that three he hit to send it to overtime, uh, like that was an incredible shot. Um, but overall, um, from this game. You know, we'll talk about the rough slander later, but um, I thought it was a good, a really good win for Philadelphia. But I don't discredit Utah too much after this loss. Um, I'm not out on them anymore. No need to overreact, but a really good quality win for Philadelphia. George, <laughs> very, very well put, Josh. Uh, I guess the biggest things for me this was my look ahead from the last podcast. So uh, Utah shot really well from the ball and they still lost. So, I mean, you know how Lehman, you said that there's a blueprint out there, but I mean, even they're shooting damn near 50% and still losing. So, I mean, teams are going to get some good film. Um, Tobias Harris came back from injury. He scored 11 the, uh, of his... the Utah jazz against the uh, 76ers. Yeah. Uh, they shot a uh, 44% from the field and 47 from three. Yeah. I said that I said damn near 50% from three. Oh, you said from the ball. I thought you said from the field. My no, bad. no. Um, Tobias Harris came back from injury. He scored half of his points in overtime. He exploded. Um, I guess one thing that's interesting, every time <laughs> Gobert goes up against like the other big centers, he just gets crapped on. Whether it's oh, AD, Jokic, or MB, they don't. they just do not fear him. I don't know why. It's like it's almost personal with him. And if he gets a third deploy and <laughs> – this dude's gonna get into the Hall of Fame when he just gets just gets hammered on by these centers. So I don't want to just say for this game because like obviously he got he got no scope by Joel Embiid. Yeah. But do you, do you think he is overrated as an on ball defender? And he just he's won these deep plays because he just he's he's long no homo and also he's got great help defense. So he just gets racks up those blocks and he covers a lot of ground. Yeah, I, I feel especially with like how uh, Giannis won uh, Depoy too. He was a really good help. His, his help side stats were amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was a big reason he won. And I'm not saying he's terrible on ball because he's not. But I feel like that's kind of what goes into account with these Depoy selections now. He's not – Rudy's not terrible, but I've literally seen him get played off the floor in like big-time moments in games. Yeah. So that's a little bit concerning. I actually like Draymond – a lot because the Warriors defense with him is like top five I believe I know he's not yeah. gonna win it but he's a very impactful defender so Josh what do you, how, how do you feel about uh French Hib- French Hibbert they call him on Twitter I uh, I definitely agree with all those points I think I mean the book was out you guys talked about it. the book was out on him a few years ago if you shoot from the perimeter you are going to shit on Gobert like it's just plain and simple and that's where the league is today, where you have all the centers need to have a jump shot or be athletic and move and maybe even have some dribbling skills. So, like, when he goes up against an old-school center, which there aren't many in the league, he has, a, he has a better game. But when he faces someone who can shoot from the perimeter, he's, he's done. And his help side defense is good. And I think his stats are a bit skewed because a lot of his blocks inside are against really small point guards. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I mean, even like not even just like old school centers, because uh, I mean, Jokic and Embiid are hardly old school. They're just like on talents. Like, could he guard from the intro Nikola Pekovic? Could he guard him backing down from the basket? 
Like, is he a good, like, on-ball defender in the post? I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's still just Rudy Gobert. And he's, he's an all-NBA defender, but is he overrated in that sense of, like, on-ball just standing his ground, like, being, like, kind of manhandled? Because he, he's still pretty lanky. Uh, I feel like he can hold his own. I mean, there's not too many big, uh, you know, brute back-down centers in this league. Like, yeah. Embiid's just really uh, dominant it's really physically just too. It, it, yeah, it, even even, yep. even AD likes to shoot that midi, and same with Joker. Jokic just likes to do it every week. Yeah, so no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, I'm I I wouldn't say it's overrated. And what with the AD thing though, when he does go against Gobert, he is more aggressive with his back to the basket. I have noticed that with him against Utah, and he was known to be oh he's weak in the post. He doesn't like back back to the basket. But when he plays against Gobert, he doesn't mind it at all. So <laughs> I wouldn't say he's overrated, but I mean, when you face elite centers, his elite defense kind of disappears. For sure. Good discussion there. Now let, let's get, what did we see from the referees this game? And I'll reference uh, the book rejection uh, from last weekend, uh, soft. And then some of the flagrant fouls last few weeks, soft. Uh, this one kind of spoiled over. Drill and Bead uh, just asked the refs to eject Donovan Mitchell in an overtime game, uh, a very important overtime game, very fun overtime game, and they, they ejected him. So I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Let's start with George here. You can't do these in primetime matchups, man, especially that, like, Lakers-Suns when Book got ejected and then this game. Unless, unless they're in your face spitting because, you know, we're also in a pandemic. That's warranted. But D-Book throwing a little bounce pass, D-Mitch saying – something a little vulgar like you gotta let these guys it's emotional especially in these high profile matchups and i mean i i referenced this uh a few podcasts ago that i I've, I've seen draymond green the last three years like get in a ref's face and like belittle them and it doesn't get called and it really shouldn't i mean it's an emotional game and it, it, it's just it's not even that it's just there's no consistency with these refs I, i've i've seen um so in the Lakers-Kings game, which you'll get to later, Trez got elbowed in the face, and they called an offensive foul. The league two-minute report, which is like complete crap, came out today mm-hmm. and said it shouldn't have been called an offensive foul, which doesn't make sense because when Steph hit uh, – like when you, when you lean in, they, they don't call yeah, that either. I, I don't I, – I just don't get it. I, I don't know what's wrong with them. I'll let Josh speak on this a little bit. Let me hear what, yeah, what you're thinking. Yeah. I did not know about that two-minute report about the Trez thing. I thought you were going to bring up how Trez got teed up for saying and one on a shot he was clearly fouled on. but And, like, um, and one's such a universal thing. Like, it's not even just – Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be at the park and I'll say and one. No one's calling the foul. Like, and exactly. they don't – they're not cussing either. Yeah. And so – and I – it is very inconsistent from ref to ref. That's what – I mean, that's what you get with these groups of referees. But, I mean – I have never seen in the NBA a person get ejected for throw for tossing the ball at the ref. And it's happened twice this year. If I am a team, I say, okay, the ref blows the whistle. I put the ball on the ground and the ref can grab it at this point. Now you're being disrespectful. Now uh, now it's a delay of game because they got to come over and grab the ball. Yeah. Well, then you don't get sensitive when they, when they pass the ball to you. And yeah, it's an emotional game. I think, I think there needs to be like this all-star break. You gather all the refs at a convention center and you're like, Okay, the T's can stop, grow a pair, and don't be so sensitive on the court. And I don't know. It's just that Donovan Mitchell one, and it's in primetime games with star players. And 
I just think that you need to let loosen the strain, loosen the chain a little bit, let them play a little bit more. If they start cussing f bombs at you and stuff, okay, whatever, tee them up. But if they are yelling and one or tossing the ball to you, don't get so sensitive. One one last thing I want to add. It's just the refs, they look more for reactions rather than actual contact. Like you saw with the the Kawhi Leonard offensive foul against the Nets when he kind of put his elbow and Harden flopped back or, you know, because like there's so many times when LeBron goes to the paint and I mean, he's huge. He's like 270 pounds. So obviously he's not going to like flail when he gets hit, but there's times when three guys are swinging down their arms and he doesn't get anything. But Trey Young comes down the court, gets a guy in his back hip, goes back into him and flails. And he goes, ah, and it's an, and it's a foul. So I just, mm-hmm. and, and like blocks and charges, Dame got caught. Dame got a, a blocking call in last night's game. That was crucial. And he was, his feet were still moving. He was like doing tap dances with his feet. And it I, was called a, it was called a charge. At the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A charge, sorry. Yeah. But it should have been a block. It, That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. He was like I tapping know. his feet. Well, it, I, it's like yeah. watching, like, when I go to watch my little brother at games and, like, the refs are trying to, like, make it, like, swing it. So, like, they just want any excuse to call, like, a charge or, like, a travel or something. And that's what they're doing in the NBA. They're trying to make it so, like, oh, the, it, the game changes because of the ref. And I never, like, believed, like, that the refs, like, wanted attention now. Now they're getting all sensitive and stuff with these technical fouls, too. Like, I don't care what they say to the ref. Let them hear it. I was a ref. I got yelled at by the coach. No tees were given. I was called slurs and no tees were given. Like that's how it's just, just, if you miss a call, own up to it. Like that's just how it is. Especially if it's it's in the fourth quarter overtime, don't eject them for getting mad in a call that you missed. That's not how it should work. You can act Mm -hmm. however you want. If you get hit on the arm in overtime and you don't get the call. Yeah. That's where I stand. One thing I just want to, yeah, I think so it's happening in the NBA and it's happening a lot in the NFL where refs are looking at the reaction and not the contact that's actually given happens all the time in the NFL where they number third, you know, uh, Vontez perfect has been ejected for this hit. And it's like, okay, no, he hit him with the shoulder, but because he's Vontez perfect, he's ejected. And so I think that, yeah, these refs need to look more at how was this play? What, like, was the reaction actually what happened or was it a little bit exaggerated? which I know they tried to do with the anti-flopping rule, but that doesn't seem to do anything because they're like, warning, they never give out a fine for anything. They always just warn you. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about this all day, but yeah, good yeah. stuff, guys. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk some Rockets. Sorry. Uh, but the Rockets would have liked to snap their now 13-game losing streaks to the GM's hard and lead nets, but there was no chance as they trailed nearly the whole game and ended up losing 132-114. Uh, Harden had, you know, the usual uh, 29, 10, and 14 in his first return to Houston, along with being greeted by a very thoughtful video tribute. Uh, six other Nets scored in double figures, and as a, as a team shot 16% better from the field than the Rockets. Uh, Houston is now in the uh, no-man's land of the 14th seed and will more than likely stay there until at least Christian Wood gets back into action. Uh, Hawks are now 2-0 since the coaching change after they beat the Magic 115-112. This was an impressive comeback for the Hawks as they were down by 21 at the half, but Trae Young's 32, and the Magic's inability to get bench scoring helped the Hawks secure the W. Uh, the Magic had three players scoring do- score over 20. But besides that, hit nothing from the others. Uh, very top-heavy offensive game for the Magic, as usual. Uh, the Hornets win every quarter and no-scope the Timberwolves. 135-102 in Minnesota. Sheesh, that's 33. Uh, Terry Rozier led them with 31 in 29 minutes and used their uh, 33 uh, shots to have an efficient offensive night. 
Uh, for Minnesota, they've now lost nine in a row, and they continue to attempt uh, to evaluate what they have in Anthony Edwards, uh, as he once again proved that as of now, he's nothing more than an inefficient highlight machine, this time going one for 10 from three. Uh, maybe we'll get lucky and he'll make up for if I drop in like a four bar Friday video, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of out on him, especially when you see Mello hooping like this and also uh, Wiseman. I, I, where does he kind of, where do you evaluate Edwards right now? Where does he kind of rank in your rookie ladder? Is he still top three? I Josh, would... uh, yeah, okay, George has an answer, okay. I'm gonna say yeah. I think he's. I think he's fringe. I I probably have uh, on like a gap way above him. Like uh, Lamelo's one, and then Tyrese is two, and then three. It's kind of just like a toss up. It's guys like Wiseman. It's Ant Edwards, maybe Patrick Williams. Oh, mm, actually, I'll have Emmanuel quickly over him. So I I have oh, Edwards yeah. at four, but it's. Okay. But besides, like besides those three people, I, I don't feel like there's a big fall off after that. And I mean, especially in Minnesota, it's just like I, I don't know what's going on there. Before I let a uh, Josh answer, I just want to. So you have him at four. Are you still like? Is that just because the weakness of the class you feel, or do you actually believe he can be a an all star in this league? He's I, obviously I, not out or anything. He's not a bust yet, obviously. But like, no, I've seen you, I've seen promise in him so far. What do you I think see? he's going to be. A, I think he's going to be a pretty good score in this league. I do hope that Minnesota figures out what they want because with Beasley, him, D'Lo, like you can't you can't have that. You need to commit to one of them. Maybe maybe Ant and Beasley side by side, but you can't have D'Lo and Ant. There's that 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 they just won't. Yeah, true as point well. guard running the show there, like exactly. a Rubio. Yeah, yeah, Rubio. Yeah, exactly. No, Kowski, let me hear it. Uh, I mean, he is. I'm. He's not in my top three. Um. He is – I will put him at five if we're ranking, and I well, mean – now we got to hear the five. Oh, okay. So, it's LaMelo. It's – um. oh, man, I'm blanking Halliburton. on his name. What? Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, yeah. From the Kings. the Kings. Yep. And then um. And then I'll put Wiseman quickly and then Ant. I like um, that. I hmm. just – my my thing with him is, okay, he'll put on a highlight dunk – and then he will miss everything, and it's like, okay, you don't, you're, you not, you don't want to use your number one overall pick for just a highlight machine. Like Zion's a highlight machine, but he backs it up with big. And he averages just twenty eight a game, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he can be a highlight machine, and and you know, put off, put up 25, 30 points a game. Um, yeah, I I think there's still hope for him. I still I'm not out on him by any means, but yeah. there are at least at the moment, five rookies I like way more than him, and there might be more by the end of the season. Beauty. Yeah, I kind of put him in that Patrick Williams tier. Obviously a lot yeah. more raw talent than Patrick Williams, but he's kind of doing what the Bulls need him to do right now, um, which I don't know if it was worth the number four pick, but, I mean, they're, they're using him right, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, speaking of Patrick Williams, didn't even know where I was going with this. Bulls beat the Pelicans 128-124 because this game was on a league pass and because they scored 38 <laughs> points in the second quarter compared to the Pelicans' 20. Uh, Zach Levine and Kobe White combined for 61. And Wendell Carter Jr. actually did something center-like and snagged 15 boards. Credit where credit is due, uh, especially against a big team like the Pelicans. Speaking of uh, Pelicans, Zion had 28-9. And, and uh, podcast extraordinaire J.J. Redick played 28 minutes and scored 22. Uh, Pelicans once again struggled from three here, though, uh, going six for 22. Uh, it's not so much the six that concerns me from that. It's the 22. as a, It's a shooter's league, and you got to at least have guys that are confident chucking those up because uh, it creates spacing for Zion and stuff. And then this, we'll talk about that more in 
you know, they did it again tonight uh, on TNT. Uh, the Mavs hold the Thunder to the 78 and win the game without Luka. Uh, final 78-87. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> points and boards while Jalen huh. Brunson got the start and had 11-6-4-2. and two. Uh, The Thunder got most of their starters back, but it was no use as Shea goes 5-15 for 15 in the L. Quickie right there. Mid-2000s uh, stat line. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I thought of Brandon Roy, an uh, interesting uh, factor would pop up, but <laughs> nothing there. Uh, MVP guards battled it out, and by the time the dust settled, it was uh, Dame time as he hit a deep three to take a 106-108 over the Warriors, and that was the final. Uh, Dame finished the game at 22, as did Carmelo Anthony, and those two being the leading scorers may have had played a big part in the Blazers only having 15 assists. Uh, Steph had 35 and struggled from three in the L, the, no, the new normal, unfortunately, and uh, Draymond had 12 assists, the new normal as well. <laughs> uh, so what have you guys seen from the Blazers en route to getting back on track? Uh, I'll start with Josh. Uh, yeah, I've there's been a lot of improvement in this team. Um, and they're still, you know, they're still waiting for CJ to come back, correct? Yes. Back. CJ yeah. and Nurk. Yeah, CJ and Nurk, yeah. So they're still waiting for them to come back. And, you know, I the Warriors, they're still a, a good team. They're going to be in the play. They're probably going to be in the play-in seven seed. They're going to be around there. Um, so, but seeing them win without two starters, that's really good to see. Um, I like what I've seen from the Blazers and – you know, I don't know. They could be, I feel like, underrated team in the playoffs because the West is just so stacked. I feel like people might forget about how dangerous this team really can be. You're a resident Suns guy. Uh, what, how long does the series go if it's a 4-5 or five match of Blazers-Suns? Oh, man. oh I, I would love that series. I mean... That's a backcourt for the for the for the show yeah, right there. I would. I mean, I might overhype it, but this is a six or seven game series, in my opinion. It, it's a good series. Fair enough, uh, George. Let me hear about the Blazers. I mean, it's I I've, I've kind of I gave them the benefit of the doubt earlier. I mean, this this was a good win. Uh, most notably, Melo having twenty two points, uh, tied for the highest. But I don't know. I just really need to see him at full strength. I'm not. I'm not going to say too much because they've they've been treading above. But I really need to see what they look at full capacity so I can you know evaluate what their ceiling is because I just don't really know right now. I was very hopeful and uh, positive on what they could be early in the season, but I don't know. I just there's there's not much for me to say about them right now. But for the Warriors' sake, uh, I. I, I, I thought they'd be a lot better than what they are. I mean, they're only the ninth seed, but I felt that the supporting cast was playing well. But guys like Wiggins, uh, he, he he plays really good defense, but his offense hasn't really been where it's at. And uh, Draymond Green, I, I don't know what's up with him. I don't know if it's something like mental, but I don't know why he's only shooting five shots in a game. He needs to he needs to score more. He needs to at least double digits. Like he only averages he eight. He needs to be a... A very competent three-point shooter. Now he won't even look at the rim. I mean, he had a cl- he had a clutch three, but yet, like, there's so many times defenders leave him open. I take like three to four a game. War- I know Warriors Twitter wants it, but yeah, I they they are definitely a playing team. I don't see him getting anything higher than six. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, nightcap was the Kings beating the Lakers 121-20 in Sacramento. We kind of gave you guys a tease on that with the whole Trez thing. Uh, Lakers were without LeBron, AD, Gasol, and Cruz when the Kings were missing Whiteside and Halliburton. Uh, we still got an entertaining game that came down to the wire. Uh, the scoring trio of Fox, Buddy, and Barnes impressed once again as they had over 20. Well, for LA, Kuz, Dennis Schroeder, and Trez Harrell combined for 79 points. 
Uh, moving on, Tuesday started with the Celtics keeping their winning streak alive against the Raptors, final 125-132. Uh, Boston used a 35-22 third quarter to prevail, along with 27-21 from, Jaylen, uh, from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, Celtics had eight guys scoring double figures, which is a great sign since a lot of people, including myself, uh, see holes in their team that involve their depth. Uh, for the Raptors, this is kind of a, a, a Mickey Mouse Celtics W. They were missing. The Raptors were missing. Siakam, Freddie V, OG, plus a few others in this one, uh, as COVID has hit their team like a truck. Uh, Bobby Boucher, though, 30 in the L off the bench. Celtics on a bit of a streak, though. You got to give them credit where it's due. They've had all, all you got to do in the East is tread water. They're four seed yeah. right now. That four seed's wide open. Those top three are locked up, but that four seed is wide open. Like like we said, you have a good five or six days. You're you're back in the, uh, the that's pecking why, order of that's the why East. My, my yep. pace has got to get back in there. They gotta, <laughs> uh, real, was, sorry, real quick, real quick. And Kemba's playing better. And that is the one thing that is. A, I, I didn't mention it here. The shooting was a bit suspect, but it, he a did little have bit. a. He did have. He's been. Wait, wait, Lehman, show the true shooting numbers. They'll be better. <laughs> Stop saying true shooting. The free throws don't count. If they don't, they don't. I'm not talking about him anymore. Moving on. Wizards beat the Clippers 117 119 in Washington, as there was no PG in this one for the Clips. Uh, you could guess the stat sheet if I asked you guys too, but I'll say it anyways. Uh, Russ stuffed the stat sheet with a 27, 9, and 11, uh, and four for a bet. And uh, Beal had 33, both on suspect shooting as usual. Uh, tie game going into the fourth quarter led for an exciting end as the Clippers go without a field goal from the five minute mark to the 40 minutes, 40 second mark. Uh, I know they didn't have PG, but uh, I didn't even know we're gonna have Josh on this one. But I, I, I know you're a believer in it too. Try and be as non-biased as you can as Laker fans. But even me, who I feel I'm, I'm pretty non-biased. Uh, there's this clutch offense is not working for the Clippers. Is this their biggest uh, like weakness as far as you can see? Is this clutch offense just like drop of a dime, you're done. Like you can't score. I'll start with Josh. Uh, yeah. There, there's definitely an issue with it. Um, there, and I we kind of texted about it and talked about it. They do not attack the paint whatsoever. Kawhi will attack the paint. George sometimes attacks the paint. Ibaka, oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> no, no, no. Paul George. Paul His eyes George. lit up. <laughs> no. and But Ibaka, he doesn't really attack the paint. He likes shooting jump shots. And this team settles for jump shots. And, and I think it just catches up to them late in the game is all that is. Because late in the game, you're tired. Your knees get tired. And you need to put a little bit more effort into your shot. And... <clears throat> It's why they don't get to the free throw line. They don't drive. Um, I'm trying to be as non-biased as I can, but it's a big issue. Like they need to, they really, I'm concerned about this because it's not like it happened once or twice. It's happened quite a bit. Almost every loss you will see the same thing that has happened, which is not scoring in the final four to five minutes of the game. So it's a big concern for me. George. Hint, hint. It's because of the, the, Montrez Harrell not being on their team. I, I actually haven't thought of that, but he puts a lot of pressure on the room, and especially him and Lou Will in those bench units. They attack. And I know Trez is out there fighting. He, he was out there getting inside layups and stuff. Um, I just they don't have the personnel. I mean, they do have the personnel to attack, but they, they need a they need a point guard to attack because I know Kawhi won't and PG stays shooting those three-pointers off the side of the backboard. Oh, there goes my non-bias. Dang it. Um, but, like, Pat Bev, Bobby Schmurter, uh, Reggie Jackson, they don't really attack. I, I don't know if Ty Lue needs to, like, run them some, like, 
some plays to get some layups. Suicides but... so they can, you know, get in shape and start shooting jumpers in the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely concerning because we, we saw this in their last playoff run too. So it's not like this is a like a personnel issue this year. I mean, the coach is from the same staff. The pl- Most of the players are the same besides uh, Batum and Ibaka and uh, Kennard. So I, it's just more turnover from last year. I, I, I don't know what else they can do besides coaching-wise to change this. Yeah, you guys well, couldn't have said it better myself. I will add one thing. Uh, to start the year, they were very efficient on offense, but their defense has slipped. But I was like, I'm, I'm not going to you know overreact. I just want to see they show me in the playoffs. But now their defense still hasn't really caught up with what it was last year, and now their offense slips in the um, – there he is. Now, now, now their offense slips when it hits the fourth quarter. So they can't get stops in the fourth, and they can't score in the fourth. Mm-hmm. That's not a title team. So uh, they'll, probably, they'll probably prove us wrong. I hope so because they have a lot of offensive weapons. I don't know how they're not doing this. But, yeah, point guard definitely help. Uh, Julius Randle's 27-17 and 17 led the Knicks to a 104-114 W against the Detroit Pistons in New York. Uh, the Knicks were leading comfortably this whole game, and the score is a li- looks a little bit misleading as a lot of garbage time points. Uh, Knicks only ran nine men deep this game, and the Pistons were missing Jeremy Grant in this one. So if you end up watching, you didn't miss much. So <laughs> good, win, good win for the Knicks. You know, they win the games they're supposed to win. They're hopeful when you're battling for a playoff spot. Uh, as quickly as they got a win, they cash in another L, this time to the Nuggets as the Pacers get beat at home 113-103. Uh, Pacers fell behind early in the second as MPJ led the Nuggets in scoring with 24. And Jokic was two assists away from a double from a triple double. Uh, for the Pacers, both Sabonis and Brogdon missed 19 shots each as the Pacers as a team shoot seven for 12 from the free throw line. Not a good enough percentage. Not enough. Not enough attempt. That's for sure. Uh, moving on, Grizzlies Bucks. A good old fashioned nail biter was tied going in the fourth and with a John Morant and Drew Holiday trading clutch buckets. Uh, it goes final 112 111 Bucks. Uh, the Grizzlies were playing from behind the first three quarters, and John Morant put up 35, 6, and 5 and got some help in the form of a Valanciunas double-double. Uh, for, the, for the Bucks, Giannis had a double-double, and uh, Drew Holiday had his best game of the season so far with 15. And like I mentioned before, the, uh, he had the game winner. Uh, so what did you guys see here, uh, either from you know Drew Holiday, just uh, the game itself, going on the wire? I'll start with George. Ooh, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch this game, so this is a, a little bit awkward here. Do you want I, me to go to Josh? You should go to Josh. I'm going to catch this box score and uh, see what I can do with it. Josh, did you watch this game? Uh, I, I watched the high. I caught bits of it. I didn't well, watch it. Tell, tell me what you saw. Tell me what you saw. Okay. Well, what I saw is, is John Moran is a beast. Um, that, that I mean, but I think we all know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jaw dropped 35. And then, I mean, Dylan Brooks had 23 as well. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. He had, I mean, he did shoot seven of 20, which what and one of six from three yeah dylan brooks (laughs) yeah so um but i mean he the supporting cast just i mean it hasn't really been there and i mean but that has been the whole thing this year with uh the grizzlies from the bucks standpoint escaping with a w in my opinion because i mean yeah this i this should have been a team with if you look at the box score and the stats the bucks should have won by 15 ish points 10 15 points in my opinion but you know got back on the win streak and uh bud's head isn't being called for in milwaukee now <laughs> well let's let's figure out let's let's check the pulse of the street aka twitter uh george <laughs> uh what did you see from this game or is are, are you finally laying off bud are, are you sold on them again because they beat the grizzlies 
I mean, no, it's it's the same it's the same struggle every game. Uh, they're they're their defense upset. their defense again. They came they came out great. They were up fourteen after one. That uh, allowed seventeen points, and then back to back quarters of thirty four. It's it's just it's it's the same old thing with with the Bucks. Their their schemes are terrible. Their personnel around uh, Giannis and Chris are horrible. I mean, they have to play, you know, Thanasi in their rotation. Giannis's older brother. Like, but she is not an NBA player. He's a hype man. He's a hype man. I, I love his energy on the bench, but you know, it's you, it, you bring it on Katarina here because she's a, a sibling of the podcast. You got to earn your spot. And the no, no, I think I'm really, I'm, I really don't want to see another second round uh, flame out. But oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you might even see oh. a first round if the Heat start messing I, around. No, <laughs> no, not Jimmy again. No, real, real quick. One thing I did, I forgot to mention, and it is becoming a theme. And you, we have talked about it. People are starting to kind of attack Giannis. They're kind of starting to drive on him and meet him at the rim, and they're not being like. Jaw had a few drives on Giannis. Freddie Van Fleet did it a, a lot. Um, and that, that's something I'm looking at. They're driving on him. Well, yeah, when the Raptors went back to back in that baseball style series and got two W's, Giannis yeah. was getting put in a blunder. I'm like, this is pathetic. This, this yeah. is a this is a shame. He has Brooke Lopez on his back line and he's cooked now defensively. <laughs> all right, George all right, is worried. Right. George is worried. All right, all right, all right. Uh, moving on, my look ahead was spoiled by the injury report as the Heat beat the Pelicans 103-93. Uh, no ban for the Heat and no Zion for the TNT Pelicans, so I don't count this as an L for the Pelicans in my sick, twisted head. Uh, but in all seriousness, it was still a fun game. Uh, Jimmy Buckets took over in the fourth and had 29 for the game. For the Pelicans, no one scored over 20, and they once again struggled from three, this time 11 for 43. Told them to shoot more. Uh, ooh, now maybe not a good idea. <laughs> uh, but... um. I got Thursday off for one, so I was able to catch this one, and I actually did see what I wanted to from the Heat. Um, they they're just back to playing very good defense, and uh, they're hitting the, they're hitting three ball again. Uh, not a great percentage, but uh, they're getting open looks again. And then all I want to see is Jimmy buckets back in this because they only got two players that Jimmy and Bam can carry them to a playoff series win, hundred percent. They're 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 Spot both last season. They're both high tier all stars and like. Like Duncan Robinsons are nice, Tyler Heroes are nice, but you, you need to have those healthy. And they won this one without Bam. So obviously, obviously the uh, the standings are gonna change. But uh, if the playoffs started today, Bucks Heat round one. I, yep, mm-hmm. that, that's how it's Give gonna me be. Miami. <laughs> also, uh, George, uh, we can hear you fine, but uh, fumble around with your mic a little bit. You went, you're, you you sound kind of distant. You there? Can you hear me? You sound fine, but yeah, you sound a, a tad more distant. Anything else to add from this game? I know it was my look ahead, but I really – the Pelicans just – I mean, without Zion, their, their offense is a tad uh, stagnant, and they didn't get a lot from, you know, uh, the other guys that, that you – Joshua hit a half court, but, I mean, other than that, uh, very uh, boring game as far as from the Pelican side. Uh, after an embarrassing game from, from the Thunder on Wednesday, they bounced back and beat Texas rivals uh, Spurs 107-102. Uh, but if a comeback – Bit of a comeback here as both teams got out to solid-sized leads, but SGA and his 33 pushed the Thunder to the W. Uh, who is it? it it's not DeRong. De- DeMar DeRozan had 20 in the L, and it took him 21 shots to get there as we uh, got a Raptors DeMar DeRozan throwback and not the good kind, him being inefficient. I don't like Apple. It it says derogatory, not DeRozan. I don't like that. Uh, 
the Warriors uh, threw in the towel as soon as the sun's warming up as they rest Steph and Draymond and Kelly Oubre and get blown out on the road 98-102. For Phoenix, great game as they uh, spread the love all around having seven players in double figures and got their, their uh, stars some rest without having to actually, you know, rest them for the game. Uh, for the Warriors, players like Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion were out there running the show in the starting lineup, so that's how their night went. Uh, yeah, let, we mentioned this before we got on. They just kind of threw in the towel there. Um I know it's a back-to-back, but don't know how you can. I don't know. You're in a playoff hunt. Games when you have Steph Curry in his prime years, and you need to win games in order to move up. Yeah, yeah, you're in a a playoff hunt, and you get the All Star break this week. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Um, he is playing the All Star game, so maybe. But Draymond isn't. But Draymond doesn't like playing without Steph, anyways. Uh, Dame time for the second night as a rose. He scores 44 in the 119-123 W against the Kings. Uh, Pullen was down heading to the fourth, but like I said, it was Dame time. And uh, it was also uh, uh, Enos Cancer time as he gobbled up 21 boards and scored 22. Also get another efficient game from Melo off the bench with 16, and the Blazers are back to rolling right now, like we talked about. Uh, for the Kings, more of the same. Uh, this may have been Luke Walton's last game as a coach, and God, I hope I'm right. Uh, free the Kings, man. Their, their Twitter account's too good to be this bad. Uh, but yeah, Fox has 32, 12, and 8 in the L. Happy All-Star break to De'Aaron. <laughs> All right, so that was the recap. Uh, we're going to send this over to George for the halftime report. I'm going to get Freddy. it out there. Halftime so... report for two reasons. <laughs> you thought I was going to let you get away with it, didn't you? No, no, no. <laughs> half Hooper, halfway through the show. Continue. Let's hear it. So Pistons and Ford Blake Griffin are expected to move towards a buyout in the coming days or weeks. Uh, Lehman and I, and uh, the other guy who's not here talked about it on the podcast about how we felt that he was going to get acquired, but now we know it's going to be via buyout. So a lot more teams are going to be interested in him this way. So when he's bought out, uh, where can we expect him to sign? I'll start with, you know, Um, in a buyout situation, uh, I feel like, with everyone who gets bought out or is on the trade block, everyone is going to say Brooklyn. So I think that's an easy answer is Brooklyn. I feel like Brooklyn's going to go after him just because they need something. I don't know. East Coast um, Lob City, huh? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. Um, I don't know what Blake Griffin we're going to get. Is he going to like rejuvenate back to his Clipper days or is he going to be the non-dunker that he is now? So I would be – if I'm a contender – I, I would consider signing him, but be a little bit skeptical about it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lehman, what you got to add? This may be a, a little bit crazy, but um, I think Miami is a good spot for him. But the crazy mm. one, the Denver Nuggets. Um, Denver I, Nugget jeans. I think they could slide him either. You know, they start him off behind Paul Millsap. They need a replacement for Jeremy Grant, and they just have to hope that Blake Griffin – can do the Nick Batum thing where he just like rejuvenates. Cause like he, he has the IQ as a veteran now to be that good defensively. And I know he's never been great defensively, but he used to be very athletic. And um, like I said, I, I like the heat. I think the heat's the best fit for him and they're going to be contending. Uh, but I think the nuggets could really use taking a flyer on him. Just some more veteran presence over there. Uh, like bring it. him off the bench. All good points. All good points. Okay. Uh, second topic. We have the, Team LeBron and Team KD, uh, they did their draft tonight. So I'll start with uh, Team LeBron. I'm going to read you the the whole uh, lineup here, so bear with me. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Yanis, LeBron, Jokic, 
Dame Dalla, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, PG, Demonis Sabonis, Lehman's favorite all-star. Yes, sir. And <laughs> last but not least, Rudy Gobert. Secondly, we have Team Durant, even though KD will be sitting out with a hamstring injury. Kyrie, Beal, Tatum, Kawhi, Embiid. Then on the bench, you have Harden, D-Book, Levine, Spida, Zion, Julius Randle, and Nikola Vucevic. So, um, is there anything funny or interesting you guys saw, especially with the draft, and who are your favorites? Uh, Lehman, you're smirking a little bit. I'll give this one to you. We'll get the obvious one out of the way. The jazz slander was hilarious. Like, <laughs> like I, it was funny at first, and he, like, blatantly disrespected the whole city of Utah. Just, like, we, we never pick in Utah in 2K. Like that was Bron. Bron pre-writes those jokes. Like you can count on two things from him when he's an all-star captain: corny dad jokes that he obviously pre-wrote, and he's gonna pick Ben Simmons. Two things you can always count on from LeBron there. So yeah, besides the Jazz thing, um, really, I mean he he went for fun, and obviously he had a plan, and it wasn't really fair because I mean KD's KD, and his team lost KD because he's not playing. Like, I feel like KD should have gotten the, those back-to-back picks a little earlier than, you know, the last picks of the starting lineup, but is what it is. But, yeah, Le- LeBron, uh, LeBron did all right, but I, I kind of like Team Durant a little more. Josh, you going to agree or disagree with Lehman? Uh, I'm going to disagree that LeBron starting lineup is absolutely filthy. You have Giannis, Jokic, and LeBron. I mean, holy macaroni. Like, that is a big ass lineup <laughs> so and i mean and the bench and you know their and their bench they got a good bench you know they got the boy sabonis in there you know you know i can't believe lehman's not going with team lebron with his boy sabonis there um but uh speaking of quickly on the jazz thing gobert was not surprising mitchell was a little bit surprising to me that i mean that's what i'll gobert say was that. only surprising for me because and, and and i'm not the first one to say this lebron says and i quote we need some size on this one. And then he doesn't pick, he doesn't pick Rudy Gobert. I believe when he said that he picked uh, Sabonis. So, I mean, I, I mean, love Sabonis. I believe he's like six, nine, maybe six, nine and a half yeah. in stilettos. So um, hmm. I don't know what LeBron was thinking there, but uh, yeah, I agree with you there. The Gobert thing. And yeah, maybe he's Mr. Irrelevant there. He gets picked last spite as a bucket. So, I mean, I didn't really know what uh, was going on there, but I mean, they're maybe, listening to Shaq too much. They are listening to Shaq. Chuck was pissed. Chuck was not having it. <laughs> he was very upset there. Uh, George, I'm gonna do a little inner. My inner hose is coming out. What'd you think Ooh. of this? What'd you think of this? Uh, so yeah, I I texted you guys live while this was happening. I was uh in love with the starting lineup LeBron picked. I mean, it's just first off, it's it's very uh you know foreign European. There's there's three Europeans in there, so I already. Mean, uh, very no defense centric by then. <laughs> well, you have the reigning depoy. You have LeBron, who's going to make an all defensive first team. But besides that, yeah, there, there's not much. But he made up for it on the bench. He got Simmons, JB, PG, Sabonis, Gobert. That's really great defense right there. You know, off the bench. But um, I thought Gobert I, wasn't uh, you know deserving of those. Two he's, he's an award winner. He's, he's an award winner. So you know what that. <laughs> No, the league it's the it's the all-star game defense doesn't matter and we all know that but mm-hmm. uh that fourth quarter is going to come around and lebron's going to be someone stop he's just going to be bullying bullying the joker but so uh yeah i'm going to go with team lebron and i'm going to say this because steph and lebron just playing off each other 
I can't wait to see. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a lob to LeBron. You're gonna get Steph running around a screen. LeBron's gonna throw his no look pass. I mean, it, it's gonna be fun. So uh, yeah. Uh, moving on to our last topic. Oh, r- real quick, I want to ask you. Oh, <laughs> what do you think of Giannis being the first pick? Well, see now, if Giannis didn't sign his extension, I'd be cooking <laughs> up this this uh, LA uh, reunion. But uh, yeah, I think reunion. I mean, <laughs> Not reunion, uh, meeting up, teaming up. Friends episode, but yeah, I get you. Well, he like let's look. He wasn't taking Kyrie first, so that's one. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think that I think that was a fine first pick. I mean, he's a physical freak, so yeah. What, no, what, no, what, I'm not surprised by it. I thought Embiid Ky- would be first. That's what I thought. Okay, w- would Kyrie not show up if he was on Team LeBron? <laughs> he played nah, on I Team LeBron last year, I believe. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. But Katie would have gotten been in the doghouse if he didn't get Kyrie on his squad. That's why he had to pick him first, just like Giannis picked Chris Middleton. I think I I also think LeBron uh probably picked Giannis first just so he didn't take Kyrie for like the mayhem. <laughs> like like what if he took Kyrie? I, I don't think he wanted to take Kyrie. Even if he wanted to take him first, he wasn't just mm. because he didn't want you know. Obviously, that, Kyrie wants to with Katie. Yeah. Well, actually, Katie's not even playing, but yeah, still. He's with Harton, so that counts for something. So uh, last topic here, really, really good news. I I didn't actually see this coming or happening, but uh, Karis LeVert, he's on track to play uh, when the uh, season resumes after All-Star break. I mean, this is just this is just a great story. I mean, he had, you know, traded a, and if he didn't get traded, who knows what could happen? They saw a mass on his kidney. They removed it and uh, he's apparently rehab. So, uh. How huge is this for Indiana? I know Lehman is bugging over this. He's loving it, so I'll give it to him. It, it's bigger than Godzilla versus King Kong. That's how big it is. This is they they Sabonis is just not aggressive enough to be that number one scorer, and Brogdon is just not raw talented enough to be that number one scorer. They and I'm not saying Levert is, but just having another guy, especially if they get him and TJ back, they just need some guys that can put the ball on the floor and get a bucket from the perimeter. And they've been having guys like Justin Holiday trying to produce. I love Justin Holiday, great shooter. Don't let him put the ball on the floor. Don't let him do that. So getting Karis LeVert back, people forget Karis LeVert is very, very good. I think he's better than Victor Oladipo. This is why I had Paces as one of the winners as one of those trades. So if he can get back, um, obviously his health comes first. Uh, it's like you mentioned, it's pretty crazy. He's going to be back this soon if it's a real report. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. Never I'm hyped to get Karis LeVert back as a as a as a secondary pacer fan yeah uh this is really great news for indiana um here here come the pacers in that east where one week you are the 10th seed the next week you are the number four seed um indiana is going to start making their run and i hopefully they can get some w's together and uh but i'm i'm really happy for lavert glad he's back this soon and, uh, you know, but on the court wise, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with uh, with this team and can't wait to see him in that Pacers uniform on the court. They have a shooting guard that wants to be there. Finally, finally. <laughs> All righty. That's uh, that's it for my halftime report. Good insight as uh, usual, guys. Thank you for uh, doing that, Josh. Well, as as always, George, thank you for blessing us with the halftime report. Riveting stuff. Uh, but moving on here, I want to throw this question at y'all. Um, like I mentioned in the intro, we're going to give uh, all underrated uh, NBA teams, and we're going to go point guard to center, 
uh, you can tell me whatever, uh, like, in whatever order you want. But you got to have, you know, someone who can play point guard out of center. Uh, I will start with uh, George. All righty. It's like a, when they make eye contact with the teacher. That you I have no idea on. how your list is going to be. So this could either be a really good list or not, because I have nothing to base this off of. So my starting point guard will just go down the list. Uh, DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. Really great defensive player. Uh, number two, Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Thunder. Eh. Number three, this is this is like a, a wild card, intriguing pick. Gordon Hayward playing career high numbers up in uh, Charlotte. Are they career highs? I I, I think they are. They're near Four. career highs at least. Yeah, very good. And I called him the uh, steal of the off season, so that's why. Number four, Harrison Barnes, Harry B of the uh, Sacramento Kings. I feel like he Deser- could be really deserving used. all-star Harry B. <laughs> I, I feel like he could really be utilized like on a contender right now. No one's talking about the Kings. So, and number five, we've mentioned him very, very many times on this podcast. So I don't even know if he qualifies as underrated for us, but uh, Nikola Vucevic of the magic. Beauty. Uh, before we go ahead and either attack our team. Oh, we got to get them all out here. So, Josh, let me hear your five. My five. All right. So, I'm starting with the point guard position. I got your boy from Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Very underrated. And uh, the Bucks really wish they re-signed him. And I think they still are uh, affected by not re-signing him a few off They chose uh, Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. And that's a mistake. Um, My number two. Coming from Orlando, Evan Fournier. He has been underrated his whole career, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Averaging 18 and a half this season. I think he averages 19 or 20 for his career. Um, so, very underrated shooting guard. And, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. My three coming from Phoenix is Jay Crowder. I know you guys have given some love to him. That man is automatic from three. And, um I think Miami, I mean, they're getting better, but they are really missing Jay Crowder on that team more than I thought they really would. Um, So that's my number, my uh, small forward. My power forward, I struggled. I had two guys I wanted to go with. Um, I was going between LaMarcus Aldridge and Thaddeus Young. I ended up going with Thaddeus Young here in this lineup. He is, I mean, he's not going to put these amazing 25, 30 point games up. But he's going to get you 14, 7, and 5 every night. He's going to have good numbers. He shoots 60% from the field. I think he's very underrated, and a contender would love to have him on, the, on their team. And my number five, um, I, I, you know, I could have gone with Vooch, but I decided to take a different route. I, I love my Indiana Pacers. They, me and Jacob, that's our like second, third favorite team. I'm going with Miles Turner. I think he's a pretty underrated center in today's NBA. And he's a very valuable player. So there's my five. Beauty. Uh, I'll say it right now. Uh, I'm not. I'm glad you guys both did room players because I made sure I didn't have the same players as you guys. Good lineup so far. Uh, not a lot of misses there. Like, I, I'm sure George will agree. Aldridge is a little washed. So good thing you put. Uh, you, you want to? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of putting Thad Young. So I'm glad you went with that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Before I have to question both of you, but I'll go ahead. So uh, I went a little. Uh, off the map here, my point guard, Draymond Green. Ooh, he cut out though. Oh, there <laughs> Did it is. I cut out? Yeah, no, you're, okay. you're back. You're back. Did you hear Draymond Green at point guard? Yes, we did. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. 
to explain oh. there. Yeah, we we didn't hear you. You cut out again. Well, that's not much to explain there anyway. So oh, honestly, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. DeRozan, you know I had to. You know I had. <laughs> oh no, Lee in. <laughs> oh, your no. your internet is shaky <laughs> right now. Oh no. You're getting like that Fortnite lag where you run like five feet ahead and then you come right back to where you are. <laughs> I turned the phone Wi-Fi off. Ah, so the like... old the old Xbox <laughs> trick, huh? Is, is it working better now? It is. It's yeah. very good. That those, then I'll, those I'll hurt up and then I'll have you guys talk. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Dream out at point guard, Drozen at two guard, three Norman Powell from the Raptors. I like uh, that. Put, yeah. Putting up absolute buckets. Uh, number four, Bruce Brown on the Nets. Uh, they found they found him out of nowhere. He's not getting any credit because he's with you know. A big three like that but you know little more than a three and d guy uh he's kind of like giving that. me uh, like a daniel a house jr vibes where he's a three and d guy yeah. but he could put the ball on the floor and then at the five doing these recaps he's just a baby vucevic it's it's Jonas valanciunas you know, this guy never misses Ooh. in the double double carry and in, in double Very, double category it's a good one i didn't think of that that's so, a good um, one yeah before i cut out again uh anywhere you guys want to go with this uh I'll, I'll start out here. Josh, I don't think Jay Crowder is even the most underrated forward on his team. I would say Miles Bridges is. Mikhail. Mikhail, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can agree that he's more underrated than Crowder. Um, I, I just – I still feel like Crowder is underrated, and I don't know. I, 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 hear, I can hear that argument, but I just feel like – Crowder, I can't even. I don't even know. They're both so consistent <laughs> from three. I yeah. mean, may, yeah, maybe, maybe I just brain farted there. Maybe what Josh means is like underrated in the sense that nobody thought his loss from Miami would be as big as it was. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can phrase it like that way. Yeah. Because yeah, I agree with Lehman. I I almost chose Mikhail to be at the three, but then I remembered uh, old boy up in Charlotte's putting up big numbers, uh, Gordon Hayward. So I'm like, nah, I gotta put. I have to put him there at the three, but. No, he's he's great. Dude, dude's automatic, and especially in the in the playoffs last year, he was shooting like forty oh percent from three, like didn't miss at all. And you know, when he left Miami, I didn't think much of it. And now I look and like, what's their glaring miss? You know, long three defensive guys, shooting. three point shooting. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say I think I've said it once or twice on here. It's made more noticeable that he left because his his kind of like Walmart replacement, which is Mo Harkless, hasn't played very much. Yeah, and then also Avery Bradley, who's supposed to be our other three and D guy, hasn't played very much. I don't know if he's going to play at all this season. So he's, um, he's. So yeah, I think that's kind of like shined a spotlight on it. But I mean, still, like, I mean, it still matters. You know that you, they're missing Jay Crowder. That's that's the point you guys are trying to make there. Um, George, anywhere, uh, anywhere you notice here that you want to, you wanted to add more onto attack. Um, Anything yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think a little bit. I do like the the Valanchunas one. It seems like he's putting up like twelve and twelve at minimum every game. He's just he's just like a punisher. Uh, funny enough, uh, the Raptors would actually need his services back right now, but it was oh, yeah. better for them to have Marcus All when they went on that championship run with Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to think about if I can attack anyone's, but like like you said, all around. If we very, don't got a lot to attack, I mean, we all have some pretty good lists, so I'm not gonna sit here. Very for five very intriguing. You, make, I yeah, do think like of something. You kind of went like the the younger route, Norman Powell, Bruce Bruce Brown. He, I don't, didn't he come? Did he come out of the uh, the Clippers trade? Um, was I, he? No, the Clippers trade was just the uh, the pick, just, Luke Kennard and Shamit. Shamit. Sham. Okay. Because I'm I'm trying to figure out where he came from. People keep talking about. 
Oh, maybe it was that the, maybe it was that the the Clippers got the wrong player out of that trade that they would have needed Bruce Brown more than Kennard. If you want to look it up, because uh, Josh, do you have anything to add to the underrated player segment? I'll look it up. Uh, um, no, I th- again, all really good list. I just had a question. If I real quick, if we would consider this guy underrated because he's kind of been really good lately, but our boy Bobby Boucher is he is he underrated? Um, I think, uh, <laughs> you, you know, stat heads, cause he has an insane per 36. Yeah. Uh, people know what, uh, what Chris Boucher be doing. Um, but I would say he's still underrated, but I don't give him as much credit as I know, as I, as because he's been getting more minutes now. And I was afraid when you give an energy guy like that, like 30 minutes a game, he's going to kind of fall off as far as how efficient he is and how worth, uh, how valuable he is. And he has a worse shooting percentage by far when he plays over 25 minutes. He's kind of just an energy guy, comes mm-hmm. out, punches that team in the mouth, and then just goes about his day. Uh, okay. But uh, I, I, I would say he's still considered underrated, but I don't think he holds like a candle to where okay. uh, like these guys, as far as how good they are to how underrated they are. Just my fair. opinion, though. That's fair. Um, I will, I will say, Lehman, your lineup is like very pet. Like this is a, pe- a pesty team. And they are going to get a damn ton of rebounds. And I, I, your team is like, I really like it. Like if this it's four were, forwards and, and Travis Kelsey, that's what my yeah, team is. Yeah. If, if this were like an NBA starting lineup, they would get, they would lead the league in offensive rebounding. They would also be a fairly slow team. They'd also but, lead the league in technicals. Yeah. 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 That too. <laughs> so Norman Powell and Dr- Draymond like that chirp. So I have that, I have that trait here. So actually, he uh Bruce Brown did come in that three team trade but it it was from Detroit. He okay. was he he played for Detroit last year. I thought but, it was just those three things. Okay, good stuff. But um so the Nets gave the 19th overall pick the draft rights for Sadiq Bay, who's actually been pretty impressive in mm-hmm. Detroit. So I'm going to pose a question. Did the Clippers get the worst <laughs> the, the short end of the stick here on this trade? Did this uh trade well, So where did Bruce Brown come from? Uh Detroit. So, so Detroit traded Luke Kennard and Bruce Brown for the uh, 19th pick. You're saying Detroit? Uh, let's see, Detroit got. Let's see here. Uh, Sadiq Bay, 19th overall pick, guard Zayn and Musa, uh, 2021 second, and then the 55th overall pick. Oh, there was a lot in that trade actually. Because I very I small. Thought it was just those. those very three, small, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Luke Kennard's collecting DNPCDs on there, and he's getting paid handsomely to do it. So, um, yeah, Sadiq Bey, you said, has been putting up numbers. Shannon and they also had also to uh, kind of been lame, but uh, if they get Bruce Brown in that one, yeah, they they don't lose that one. Unfortunately, they had to move Jake's favorite clipper, Scooter Magruder. Scooter uh, Magruder, To yeah. the Pistons as well, so... Pistons kind of got a haul out of that. I yeah, I would I would agree For with Luke Kennard. <laughs> yeah, the Clippers. I really think they did get the short end of the stick on this. And like, yeah, Shamit has been a little underwhelming in Brooklyn, but I think if he were still in LA, I think this team may not. Uh, I think he's on the court the final four minutes of the game, and I think he's helping them make uh, shots or at least maybe driving every once in a while. But yeah, the Clippers definitely got the short end of the stick. Sorry, Jake. Well, yeah, a little, little, little side note as far as the Clippers. They try to cheat a little bit, and they're like, we're going to get a point guard, but he's going to be big. He's going to be Luke Kennard. And, like, I, I believed in I really did. And then they were like, no, that's Nicholas Batum now. Now they both aren't working. So, 
I, like I said, and I still stand by, I'm not going to make any rash decisions in the Clippers. I'm sure you guys are until the playoffs. Just prove it there. Um, but yeah, they got some stuff to work on. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, last segment up here, uh, the look ahead, obviously. Uh, so for the look ahead segment, I want to hear which part of the All-Star Weekend you guys are most excited to see. Uh, or as it's been a theme here, uh, maybe you just aren't excited for any part of this weekend because uh, we've kind of bashed on it a little bit. But um, I'll start with you, Josh. Oh, I know um, where you're going, but just tell everyone. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I mean, I am excited. I'm disappointed the players aren't excited, but I understand why they're not excited because they were promised a vacation and now it's kind of gone. So I understand the frustration there. Um, but this this skills competition, <laughs> baby, it is so underrated. George, don't don't be shaking your head like that. By George, I will tell you right now when when all-star weekend is over you will say the best event was the skills competition i am bookmarking and remembering that for our next episode that's fine that's totally fine and yeah if i'm wrong i'll i'll come on and i'll be like all right i was wrong but the skills competition will be the best event in this um and i'm gonna say it now it's gonna be a big that wins it i'm with lehman i got sabonis winning it i know you have randall george but i got sabonis winning that um I'm yeah, I'm excited for the skills competition. I've always thought it's an underrated. I thought it's a very fun event. So I'm looking forward to watching that. The three point competition will be entertaining. Uh, I don't know what to feel about the dunk competition and the all-star game itself. I don't know. Yeah. That's where I'm at with everything. Fair enough. George. Give me the game. Uh, (laughs) I, without the fan atmosphere, I just feel like a lot of those other games aren't going to be as good. And I know the all-star game is actually probably the most, that's into the fan events, but just I'd you, say you, dunk contest probably. But yeah, guess, yeah, but you you have the you have the most the most talented players in the whole world in one court. Just want to see some, you know, LeBron fifty foot, you know, forty foot three Steph bombs. You know, someone getting dunked on. Just I need something fun like that. I <laughs> I need I need some I need some good relaxing basketball because the Lakers have pissed me off the last few weeks with the way they've been playing. <laughs> You got to watch the other games too. That's what the that's what that's what ESPN's for. You can actually watch those. But I do. I and then I turn on the Bucks, and, and you know, there's <laughs> there's Bud with his shitty rotations. Well, I turn on the Pacers, and they can't win a game, so we all have tough luck. All right, I'm going with a three point. Go Hornets. They got a great lineup here. Uh, Josh, sorry if you answered this already, but who's your pick for the winner of the skills comp? Oh, I'm with you, Sabonis. Sab- yeah, yes sir, yes sir. All right, Pacers okay. stay together. <laughs> If you if you got him right on off, who's your three point contest winner? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, okay. Before I was gonna go with Dame, but he's like, nah, peace out, COVID. Um, and so I'll go with Steph. Yeah, me, I think me that's, and George did too, but he has I, not had a good record in the three point contest. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I guess. I mean, I kind of was like, ooh, Devin Booker, but he's also kind of had the reputation of being real bad in this too. So okay, but listen, like, have y'all not seen that Steph clip where he makes like ninety five threes in, they, in the practice is he gym off from the corner this time, George? But listen, there's no fans. It's gonna be like him sitting in the practice facility, knocking down three after three. But George, he was getting it passed to him. These are off a rack. You wouldn't think it. You, you, would, you wouldn't think it would affect the greatest shooter of all time, but he is one for five, I believe, in this. Wait, in this okay, competition. wait. I have a question because I know I know we have a Bulls fan that listens to you guys. <laughs> um, is Levine winning this? Is there a chance Levine wins? I this? actually have him being he in the finals. Have him in the finals against. Steph okay, Curry. okay. I think he can. I think he can make the finals. I I don't want to. I don't want to get hate hated on. So 
I, I, I'm just going to stop there. Zach Levine is simply nice behind that three-point line. He, I, oh, yeah. Ooh, he is and, nice. and he already said, he already said, like, I messed up last year putting that money ball in the middle. I'm going to the mm-hmm. corner with yeah. it. So It's good be, to see him yeah. excited about an event because he's done with the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, before we hit the outro, thank you so much, Josh, uh, for the late notice, uh, hopping on the pod. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, well, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Thanks for watching or listening. If you like Richard, make sure make sure to follow us at THUbers on Instagram and Twitter and say what's up. I guarantee you'll get a response as George never caught lacking without his phone. Sure. Uh, you can find Jay Sports at J underscore underscore J underscore sports underscore podcast uh, on Instagram. And uh, he's always dropping little fun questions on there. I don't know half of them because they're hockey and, and stuff as well, but <laughs> I still try and answer them. Uh, but other than that, thanks for being and uh, peace out. Yay!